Hello, and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am Anthony Livingston Hall. After 11 months, during which it issued over 100 subpoenas, conducted over 1,000 interviews, and collected over 100,000 documents, the House Committee investigating the January 6 insurrection was ready for prime time. But truth be told, as I watched on Thursday, I felt like a porn addict, waiting for some tidbit of information or video clip to come along and arouse my interest. It never came. Hell, even that damning exchange between Liz Cheney and Ivanka Trump didn't get a rise out of me. This is hardly surprising, of course. After all, for the past 11 months, I'd been getting off on nightly scoops on cable news shows and on revelations in text messages, tell-all books and audio tapes. The effect of all that was to sap the January 6 committee of any chance of exciting me anew. And I suspect there are millions of news junkies like me who were affected the same way. Uh, frankly, the committee and Democrats made a patented mistake, which they do with all political fights, like the debate on gun control of framing these hearings on Republican terms. In a misguided attempt to overcome Republican lies and denials, the committee and Democrats overhyped this primetime hearing. Unfortunately, the effect of their hype is that they misled the public to believe that unless this and the remainder of their hearings entertain, like House of Cards, Designated Survivor, or some other thrilling series on Netflix, there would be no point in prosecuting Trump and his co-conspirators. And nothing is more troubling for the fate of American democracy than that. Meanwhile, in furtherance of the open and notorious conspiracy among Republicans to help Trump destroy American democracy, Fox News boycotted this primetime hearing, which is why its impact will be tantamount to the committee as a preacher preaching to already converted Democrats as the proverbial choir. Of course, the reason for this boycott is that, like Republican leaders, Fox News hosts have become so vested in Trump's big lies, they can't afford to ever let their viewers see or hear the truth. But I'm always mindful of the foolish pride with which their supporters and viewers allow themselves to be treated,
like self-abnegating, gullible fools. Indeed, you'd be forgiven the impression that, for Fox-viewing Republicans, it's all about defending Trump and the party. Democracy and the country be damned. Even so, I've been warning for years that Fox News owner Rupert Murdoch seems as hell-bent on destroying America from the inside as Vladimir Putin is on doing so from the outside. I've also been warning that Republicans have struck a Faustian bargain with Trump to ride his coattails to congressional power because they don't care if he turns America into a banana republic so long as they're the monkeys ruling it. In any event, I was somewhat pleased that the committee seemed so laser-focused on laying the blame for this insurrection, this attempted coup, right at the feet of Donald J. Trump. And its members seem to think nothing is more damning in this respect than evidence showing his little girl, Ivanka, incriminating him. Because there she was on tape, testifying under oath that she believed his Attorney General, William Barr, when she witnessed him repeatedly telling her daddy that his claim that he won the 2020 presidential election because of fraud was complete bullshit. Except, with all due respect to the committee, what in fact is more damning than his little girl incriminating him is Trump incriminating himself. And nothing could be more damning in this respect than the now infamous phone recording which features Trump playing Mafia Don trying to make the Georgia Secretary of State an offer he can't refuse. That offer, of course, was to find Trump 11,780 votes. <laughs> and, well, we all know how that turned out. <laughs> In fact, Trump faces far greater legal jeopardy from a criminal grand jury down in Fulton County, Georgia, than he does from this congressional committee up here in Washington, D.C. And, remarkably, that grand jury is investigating his seditious attempt to overturn the 2020 presidential election based solely on that one phone recording. Which obliges me to note that, no matter how clear and convincing the evidence of Trump's seditious crimes on display during these hearings, unlike that Fulton County Grand Jury, the committee does not have the power to file criminal charges against him. But I seem to be the only commentator 
touting the ironic and fateful prospect of the racist and misogynistic Trump escaping the celebrated white male director of the FBI, Robert Mueller, only to be caught by the unsung black female district attorney of Fulton County, Fanny Willis, which is rather like Al Capone, escaping the DOJ, only to be caught by the IRS. No. But it's self-evident that the committee knows its impact will be not in the reported rights for the congressional record, but in the evidence it refers to the Department of Justice, the DOJ, for criminal prosecution. And it seems determined to hand over an incriminating treasure trove on a silver platter. Mind you, despite criticisms from baying Democrats, it's not like the DOJ has been lying down on the J.O.B. In fact, it stole a little of the committee's thunder with a truly bombshell announcement on Monday. That's when the DOJ issued a press release announcing an indictment against the leader of the Proud Boys and four other members for seditious conspiracy and other offences related to the insurrection of January 6. The opening paragraph read as follows. A federal grand jury in the District of Columbia returned a superseding indictment today, charging five members of the Proud Boys, including the group's former national chairman, with seditious conspiracy and other charges for their actions before and during the breach of the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. Their actions disrupted a joint session of the U.S. Congress, convened to ascertain and count the electoral votes related to the presidential election. End quote. And yes, these are the same Proud Boys who most Americans first heard about during the September 2020 presidential debate when Trump infamously told them to stand back and stand by. That was how he responded defiantly when Biden and the moderator challenged him to condemn their reign of domestic terrorism pursuant to their white supremacy ideology. What's more, though, this June 6 indictment against the Proud Boys followed the one the DOJ filed on January 13 against the leader of the Oath Keepers and ten other members for seditious conspiracy and other offences related to the insurrection of January 6. Apropos of the committee's laser focus, each of these DOJ indictments contains a glaring omission that speaks volumes. 
but it appears legal and political pundits alike are too busy bitching about the DOJ's process to notice. Because the operative word in each indictment is conspiracy. This means that everyone involved, no matter their role, is legally responsible for all the charges filed in that indictment. Take the Proud Boys, for example. The leader of this white supremacy group is a black Latino named Enrique Tario, which says as much about his self-hatred as it does about his members' stupidity. But he wasn't even in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Yet he heads the list of proud boys the DOJ indicted this week because he exhorted them to storm the Capitol by phone from Baltimore. So, if the DOJ indicted Tario as a co-conspirator for that, it follows that it would indict the person who summoned the proud boys the Oath Keepers, and thousands of other MAGA rabble-rousers to D.C. on January 6, headlined a rally on the mall to get them all riled up, and then ended his keynote speech by exhorting them to march to the Capitol and fight like hell, because if you don't, you're not going to have a country anymore. Of course, the whole world knows that person is former President Donald J. Trump. But even before January 6, the twice-impeached Trump had already made even former President Richard Nixon look like a choir boy. And, as some of you may recall, after finding that Nixon was up to his neck in the Watergate conspiracy, a federal grand jury decided to let him off by naming him rather infamously as an unindicted co-conspirator. But I would bet my life savings that a federal grand jury in this case would not be so deferential to Trump. In fact, I am convinced there is already a sealed indictment lying in wait for this SOB. And I predict it will be unsealed sometime between the November midterm elections and next spring, before the 2024 presidential election gets into full swing. That said, I've been arguing in blog commentaries from... MAGA Madness, Trump Incites Riotous Assault on U.S. Capitol on January 7, 2021. 2. Trump keeps incriminating himself, but there is method to his madness on February 8, 2022. That Republicans now practice willful ignorance as an article of political faith because that's the only thing that explains them hailing Trump as their presidential standard-bearer for 2024, 
given all indications that he will be either dead, indicted, or in prison. The first depends on God, but the others depend on prosecutors at the DOJ, on the one hand, and like the KKK meeting karma, on that black prosecutor down in Fulton County, Georgia, on the other hand. And for the record, as between those prosecutors, I'm betting on Trump's day of reckoning, beginning in Fulton County, before it ends at long last in D.C. Either way, I reiterate my refrain that Trump seems bound to be the first man in history to rue the day he was elected President of the United States. And so, with all due respect to the January 6th committee, I fear these hearings will do no more to affect Trump's criminal behavior or the fate of American democracy than his two impeachment trials or the 2020 presidential election. But all is not lost because, thankfully, the fate of American democracy, which I bemoaned in the episode, online comments and the fate of democracy on June 12, 2021, does not depend on congressional hearings. It depends on the rule of law. And I remain confident that the DOJ and that Fulton County DA will vindicate my faith in American justice by holding Donald J. Trump accountable for his seditious crimes. But God help America if I am wrong, because in that case, the insurrection of January 6 will turn out to have been just a dry run for the civil war I warned about in blog commentaries like Republicans and Democrats began governing like Sunnis and Shias. Now Washington looks like Baghdad on January 17, 2021. And civil war too looms larger as Texas suppresses voting rights and bans abortions on September 2, 2021. That's it. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for thought-provoking commentaries, often laced with humor, I invite you to visit my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.